0: Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Edu Third Space podcast, where we address the important questions what is education? Where does it occur? And who gets to decide? Hello, listener. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Edu Third Space podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Bridget Bussy. Bridget is a parent who plans to homeschool her children. Her oldest child is around the kindergarten age, so she's just now getting started with the process. Therefore, this episode is a little shorter than what is typical of this podcast. If you haven't already done so, I recommend you go back to the beginning of the week and listen to the episode with Amara Stooling. Amara was homeschooled as a young child, and this conversation with Bridget, who plans to homeschool her children, is a nice compliment. A couple of things I want to note about what was discussed in my conversation conversation with Bridget, we talked about the concern of socialization that many people have when it comes to homeschooling children. When people discuss socialization, they're often talking about a child having an opportunity to socialize with other children um, and concerns about that being lacking if you're homeschooling. Another concern of socialization that gets brought up perhaps more in the academic research world, is socialization of children to be productive members of our society, to contribute to society. That is an aspect of socialization that we did not talk about in this conversation, but I just wanted to give a little side note that that is something that is discussed, and maybe perhaps we can get to that in another podcast episode. I also want to note that I made a sort of flippant comment about universities or colleges only caring about SATs when they admit students. That is not true. In fact, some universities and colleges are moving away from considering SATs or weighting it heavily in the admissions process, and I had an abysmal score on my SATs, so I wouldn't have gone to college if they heavily considered that in admissions. So I just wanted to point that out. It was kind of an off-the-cuff remark. Anyway, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Bridget, and as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and leave a review so other people can easily find us. And visit the website to give a donation to keep this podcast going and the conversations going. Hi, Bridget. Hi. (laughs) How are you?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having
0: me on. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, So today, you know, you and I will be talking about home educating, as we had discussed. And I just want you to start by kind of giving a background of, of your experience with education. So your personal experience, if you have any professional experience, anything like that,
1: and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. I was public school my whole life, and then attended community college and university and graduate school. So in my graduate studies, I studied applied behavior analysis and worked with kids with autism. Um, mostly in their homes, but I collaborated a lot with their schools and did observations and things in their schools. So that's kind of the extent of my school experience.
0: So I like to start the podcast by asking how you define education to kind of just give a broad overview of how different people define education, but also to kind of put your, the interview or conversation that we'll be having into context.
1: I think of education, I think like really broadly, like you said, that it can cover so many things um, but really it's just like preparation for life in general especially with what we're doing at homeschooling there's a lot of life skills involved and things I feel like maybe I missed out on in education that I want to make sure my kids are prepped for.
0: Yeah can you give me an example of what a couple of those things might be that you feel like you missed out on in your schooling?
1: Yes I don't necessarily fault my schooling for that maybe more of me at the time but like We had maybe one semester of economics class, and sometimes as an adult, I'm like, what does this even mean? (laughs) Having to choose my first healthcare plan was super stressful and (laughs) things like that that I think we could have just been better prepared for.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, my boyfriend actually works in the um, coin business, so he like sells silver, gold, buys silver and gold, and then sells coins, ancient coins, you know, world coins, U.S. coins, things like that. And so I've learned way more from him about finance and the economy and the Federal Reserve Bank, like all of these well, things yeah. that I had no idea about. before. Totally. So why did you decide to home educate other than the examples you gave? Is there anything in addition to that?
1: I feel like it's hard to for me to explain because it felt like a calling to me like I had studied behavior analysis which which really focuses on the individual as like the learner rather than like a group of learners and then my daughter was in preschool and we were starting to look at like the kindergartens and I was like I really think we can do this at home you know and provide for social opportunities other ways but Um, For me, it just really felt like a calling, I guess.
0: Did you know anyone else who was home educating?
1: I knew a couple people like as Facebook friends, I guess, who like we were friends in high school maybe and they have been homeschooling. But I also um, just started looking it up in our community. And I'm in Aurora, so the Fox Valley community for homeschooling is huge, which we've barely tapped into at all, but we plan to a lot. Yeah, so I knew that there was a lot of support and a lot of opportunity for us in this area.
0: Yeah, and just to back up, so I often use the term home educate instead of home schooling. and I can tell you why I do that, and then you let me know if Um, How you kind of think about this. So, like, I try to avoid homeschooling unless someone is like replicating school at home, you know, like doing virtual charter school, things like that. That's usually how I think of homeschooling. And then, Mm -hmm. home educating is more like, you know, kind of deviating from the school model. So, maybe not focusing on math at this time, reading at this time, or on this day, or things like that. So, how do you think about it if you do think of it as different?
1: I think. As far as the terminology, I've just defaulted to using homeschool, but that totally makes sense because we're really not trying to replicate public school here. That's what we were looking for. We would use the wonderful resources we have in our neighborhood. But I do like that differentiation because we are really trying to do something a little bit different.
0: And so what's now before we hit record, you were talking about how you're getting ready to kind of launch into homeschooling, because your oldest is going to be in kindergarten. So have you kind of thought through how a typical day is going to look for you?
1: Yeah, so we um, we did kind of a practice homeschooling year. We did homeschool preschool um, after she went to a private preschool for a year or so. So we've kind of worked out a good system for us, I guess. So our typical day is, again, she's five, so we do a lot of playing, <laughs> and that will definitely change a lot as the years go by. But um, we try to do just like set up our day in the morning you know with breakfast and what our expectations are and what our plan is for the day and then we get through what we get through <laughs> a lot of it is learning while she's playing you know when I squeeze some things in there and yeah a lot of, as far as like what we're learning about I ask her most weekends like is there anything you want to learn about this week and she's very curious so she comes up with a lot of good ideas and we just kind of roll with that
0: <laughs> oh that's great yeah that's helpful
1: <laughs> it is (laughs) not sure my son will be the same way so by then we'll have a little more figured out
0: (laughs) yeah Well, that'll be interesting to see the difference when you've uh, started with one kid to see how it might differ, things will change with the other.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So are there like institutions in your community or in the broader community that you try to tap into? Like I'm thinking the library is usually pretty common um, with homeschooling parents, things like that.
1: Definitely. We we do go to the library and, you know, check out a lot of books and stuff. But as far as like curriculum or anything, like our library does not have... Um, I asked them about homeschooling books, and they were a little confused. So <laughs> um, a lot of our, like, a lot of my learning has been through online means. I There's a huge community on Instagram and tons of ideas on Pinterest, especially for this young of ages. You look up, like, preschool activities, and it's full. <laughs> Endless amounts. And then we have a small co-op that we uh, well, we didn't start, but we joined as it was starting with some local friends. So those one or two friends I have on Facebook who <laughs> have homeschooled, um, a couple of people got together and started the small co-op. Um, so we've joined that, and like I said, the Fox Valley one is huge. So there's tons of resources there for us to start taking advantage of.
0: Okay, so what is like? How do you engage with this co-op? What does the co-op do or provide to parents?
1: Well, ours right now mostly provides like social means. We kind of we. Kind of talk about ourselves being like-minded. So we a lot like there's a lot of homeschoolers, unschoolers, you know, different philosophies kind of all rolled into one. But we mostly, my daughter's one of the older kids in this group, so I think we have a lot of a lot of ways to grow together. Mm-hmm. But we'll do like field trips, and we meet at people's houses or libraries or museums, and mostly just let the kids kind of engage with each other. Um, there's usually a small activity, you know, related to our topic for the day.
0: Okay. So do you plan with the other parents or does someone kind of like take charge of getting this group together or how does that work?
1: There's definitely someone who kind of takes charge, but we also like we each take a day. So Mm -hmm. we meet like twice a month and we each are like the leader for that day. So you take the topic, you find the place and come up with an activity for everyone
0: yeah and so when you're like obviously going to museums and field trips like I see how that would work but in the home is it more like socializing time or their activities in the home as well
1: it's a little of both like I said they're all so young at this point like the one that I hosted at my house we our topic was numbers um and it was around the holidays so we did like gingerbread self characters and You know, we'd lots of counting activities with that. So whoever would participate would sit at the table and we kind of just took turns with whatever they were following. Everybody has little siblings who come to these meetings too, so. Mm. And is there
0: kind of like a cost associated with something like a co-op? Because I know I'm familiar with the idea of co-ops and it's usually like, you know, people volunteer, someone brings lunch, you know, things to, they might pay a little bit but do other things kind of like offset costs related to it
1: yeah I think um with other co-ops that we will eventually join that will definitely be a factor this one's like I said just new and kind of a group of friends who are all homeschooling to get started but they're yeah I've definitely seen some with like membership costs or um they'll have a tutor or teacher come for a lesson you know kind of split up by age groups and so there's definitely going to be costs for
0: that. So there's this idea of micro schools, um, which are kind of like really small. It kind of replicates the idea of a one-room schoolhouse where, you know, there might be, they don't have, the kids don't have to go all day, but there might be like a science time or there's just like little groups in the community that, you know, might teach some sort of skill or something that also gives parents time to like drop off their kids somewhere and leave and come back. So have you looked into into anything like that?
1: I actually really first heard about that today. A friend of mine in Oklahoma is starting something like that. And I was clicked on her link and I was like, oh, I need to look into this more. (laughs) So that's on my radar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's actually, you know, like I've become recently interested in just looking into more of you know, what people are doing with homeschooling, home educating, things like that. So yeah, I mean, there's this whole world, because one of the arguments against it is, you know, this idea that kids aren't being, quote unquote, socialized. But you know, the more I'm just like, that's just not true at all or the case no. at all. It's not like, I think it's a very rare case that kids are just sitting at home with their parents yeah. doing nothing yeah. you know, outside the home.
1: Their parents don't want to do that either. I've been talking with, obviously in this pandemic, a lot of people are doing a version of homeschooling. And I've had a few people say like, oh, we you know we're doing what you're doing now. I'm like, no, this is not what we intend to do. Like we go to the zoo, we go to the park, we go museums, we see our friends, like, so this is a big adjustment for everyone.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of media coverage recently, yeah, about, and in they'll, in the, like, throw around the word homeschooling as if the, that's what's happening right now, and yeah, I was listening to an interview with a woman who does homeschooling, and she was kind of like, no, 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 we want to get out of the house, too, like, this is, like, I not, this is not normal. <laughs>
1: No, not at all. Not the goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what is I am familiar with pretty much only Indiana's homeschooling laws. Um there they're pretty relaxed. What is it like in Illinois?
1: Illinois is one of the most relaxed, which surprises me.
0: That um, is shocking. <laughs>
1: the, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> considering Chicago is there, I had a different idea of what that might
1: be like. <laughs> I honestly did too. So there's a voluntary registration. You can do, you don't have to. And like, that's it. So you have to teach certain subjects with, you know, the basic language, arts, math, reading, and basically you have to provide an equivalent of the public school, but there's not testing for it. There's not real accountability through the government. at least. Okay. Interesting. So I was, I was not into that, Yeah. I was expecting to be like, no, click to the next page where they really tell me what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: that was it. Okay. Very
1: last about it. So
0: even with high school, because they take, they typically take the ACTs. I believe is there a high school exit exam? Is there any sort of? I guess at that point, what would be the diploma that your child would get if you wanted that for
1: them? That's a good question that I haven't fully researched yet because we are you know, a couple of decades away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as far as so, Illinois, homeschoolers are considered a private school legally. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer to the diploma question. I know that it's possible and I know that people do it. I'm not totally sure what it looks like.
0: Yeah. And it would seem to me that that would only matter for college. And right. if your children want to go to college, they can certainly, I imagine would just take the SAT or ACT and
1: exactly. that would be that. Right. And then you never look at your high school diploma again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I taught a a class at a university, an online class and I had, it was about education politics. So I had students from, you know, all different walks of life. It was open to the entire university. And actually I had quite a few of students who did you know, homeschooling, some that were in private schools, some that were in pu- public schools. So it's interesting to hear their different experiences being in different states and kind of how that worked for them as far as getting to college. But it seems like you just take the exam and I mean that's what yeah. the universities mostly look at look at anyway. Do you so you mentioned that your community homeschooling is pretty prevalent there. Do you have a kind of a larger sense of homeschooling in Illinois, if it's common? Uh, especially since it seems to be so relaxed?
1: I guess no is the answer to that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in like a lot of Facebook groups, you know, all over Illinois. There's a lot of activity from all over the state, but I don't really know, you know, in the smaller communities or in the other areas of Illinois what the what that looks like.
0: Do you see it as a growing movement?
1: I do, like in my kind of small homeschooling circle. Even in some of these smaller like Online groups that I'm in, people are asking more about it, especially now. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of this opportunity of people who maybe thought about homeschooling and weren't sure they could do it, are definitely finding out that they either can or can't, <laughs> you know, or don't want to, not can. not So I don't know. I think this is such like a unique time that people are getting introduced to it in a different way. I don't know. I think I, I think I do see it growing, especially with all the uncertainty of what is school even going to look like for our kids in the next year five. I guess a little more stability knowing that we can homeschool and make it look how you need it (laughs) to look.
0: Yeah, and there seems to be, like I'm a part of a a few groups just working in the education sector where I've kind of like posed the question like, you know, what's what's going on in K through 12 or in universities in other parts of the country? And I've noticed a lot of parents, they're kind of like, We have learned that schooling doesn't need to be as long as it actually is. You know, the amount of time it takes to get the work done that has been assigned to the kids while they're at home takes much less time than they're actually in school. And one woman was like, I am now questioning the rigor of the school where my children go. I do. I mean, I think the same way you do that there's kind of a there seems to be this, like, the emperor has no clothes (laughs) um, thought process going on with a lot of parents, and then also, yeah, parents thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe we could do this full time in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this.
1: Yes, the time factor for sure is interesting. I mean, if you look at, like, the actual academic time spent in school, you know, you take out the time between classes, you take out transitions to different classes, take out the time the teacher is working with another student on something and you're, you know, fumbling through your desk for something to do or or vice versa, you're getting that one-on-one time while another student is, I don't know, doing whatever they're doing, you know, it's the one-on-one instruction makes it much less of a time commitment each day.
0: Yeah, and one of the arguments is, well, you know, kids like we talked about need time to socialize. And so I think that's where homeschooling parents are speaking up and saying, well, this isn't normal. Like, here's all the things that you can do once we're outside of this pandemic that, you know, includes socializing. It doesn't have to happen only within the walls
1: of a school. Definitely. And then once you're out of school, you never socialize like that again. So it's preparing you to socialize in school until it ends, and then, you know, I think a lot of what we do in the community is also preparing you socially for for the rest of life, really, not for just full graduation.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about, like, apprenticeship models in high school, like, as a way of, you know, getting this quote-unquote socializing, I'm like, and then they would learn how to be in a work environment, which is Where they're going to spend much of the rest of their life—that is very different from being in a school environment.
1: Definitely, kind of environment that we don't replicate again once we're out of it.
0: And are you just to, because one of the other, you know, not really issues with homeschooling, but a concern that parents have is if you—if both parents have to work, which is very common. So, do you or your husband stay at home full time? Or how
1: does that work? I do stay at home full time, which, again, I think is why I was called to do this, because there was an opportunity in my life where I was staying home, where more babies are coming. So I'm going to be at (laughs) home for a bit. (laughs) So yeah, so I jumped on the opportunity. Um, So yeah, my husband works full time, and I am at home. I occasionally work at Michael's seasonally for (laughs) a little extra holiday income and some inspiration. I've actually met most of my Aurora homeschooling contacts through there. Interesting. Yeah, I chat a lot with customers, so.
0: Okay, okay. I was going to ask if it was other employees or customers. Customers, definitely. Were they there to get supplies?
1: Yeah, they're buying like planners and I say something about homeschool or they say something about school and then you just go off. So (laughs) I've learned a lot at Michael's.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good for that and the discounts that you'll get That's for your own
1: school supplies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything I don't know that you think that people need to know about home educating or homeschooling that you don't you think is kind of missing from broader conversations, like in mainstream media or among friends or family?
1: Yeah. Um, I think we've touched on it a lot, but like the biggest misconception to me is the socialization aspect which obviously we've debunked a bit. It's just not true. We can find ways to socialize, but also just that it can look like however you need it to. So for about half the year, my husband works a second shift. And so he's gone from like two to 11 instead of, you know, an eight to five. And if he, if my kids were in a typical school, they wouldn't see him, you know, Monday through Friday. So we're able to adjust a bit what we're doing to be you know, spend our family time in the morning and at lunch rather than at dinner and after. Um, and we just push the school into when we need to, or just kind of put it in right in what we're doing already. So I think the flexibility is one of the strongest points about homeschooling or home educating.
0: Yeah. And that's something I think it's missing too, is that parents want to spend time with their kids and... Yeah, you know, I
1: would miss them so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that's actually, you know, if if you're able to do it and, you know, then then that's uh, definitely an upside.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Okay. You'll actually, um, there will be an episode, I think it's going to get uploaded next week, of someone who's who was home educated, one of my former oh. coworkers. Yeah. So. so we'll have a common theme <laughs> coming up. Hey. Yeah.
1: Excellent. And then maybe in a couple of years, when I'm a more seasoned homeschooler, we <laughs> we can do this
0: again yeah yeah that would be great yeah i'm trying to um yeah touch as many different areas as you notice from what yeah. this is titled like what is education how do we define it it's not just school you know there are many right. different places and ways to be educated
1: everywhere
0: <laughs> yes everywhere the world right
1: The world is our school exactly
0: yeah. yeah well thank you so much for coming on
1: thank you for having me